Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Snowman. And today we're going to be talking about a bunch of games, including... Bunch of games. A little more in-depth talks about Dinosaur World and Batoku. So thanks for joining us for episode number 93. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you see, there he goes, there he goes. Oh, he catches a short pass. What, what's happening? He's heading towards the end zone. He stretches out, touched. What? 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 The referees blew the whistle for no good reason, for no reason. No touchdown. Dean and John lose. <laughs> Meeple Town loses because they just don't like us. What, what, what am I referencing? You're referencing the UT game, UT and Purdue game. Which is, for those who don't know, Tennessee Vols is the college, University of Tennessee, here in where the state that Dean and I live. And it is the most popular team in our state, by far. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything other than Dean actually sent me a text. He doesn't give a rat's behind about the Vols, right? I mean, I went to school there, but yeah. So do you right. kind of, you, you don't, you, <laughs> you don't, you don't give, yeah, that's, I paused because I knew you went to school there for a little bit. You kind of care or you just don't really care at all? No, I don't, I don't root for them at all. And in fact, I mean, John, a little, a little secret about me. I was rooting for, I was rooting for Purdue on the inside. I'm sorry. Wow. Why? Only because Did they're you? a Big Ten team. I, I root for Big Ten, Big Ten. Wow. Uh, outside of that state that's just below Michigan, I don't root for them. <sighs> At all. You don't even ever. reference them. No. So let me ask you a question. And this is a board game podcast. We'll get to this in a second. But, oh, I forgot what I was going to ask. That was good. <laughs> something about football. Something about UT. Yeah, it was something about that. And then I looked outside and I saw all the snow out my window and my mind started wondering. <laughs> we have snow is, so we do. much snow outside. Except I it's will... melting pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm just, I'm watching it fall off the trees, like just in droves. The reason I brought that up was not because I know a lot of people don't care, but I wanted to give a shout out to to Peter uh, Stegerwald because he, did you see that in the, in the guild, Dean? No, I did not. Well, he I wrote, miss that. Uh-uh. We feel for y'all. He did a whole thing and Peter shot, he, uh, he responded on there as well. So boom, a couple people recognized who I root for at least. Or well, both of, both maybe of our teams lost, so maybe that yeah. Maybe yeah. they were talking was about that, both of them. I don't know. Well, I was going to bring that up. Dean's teammate to the final four, which is far better than my team did, way better. And then they got whipped. How did we that got, make you? Were you? We got trounced. Were you angry? Thing. No, not at all. Or I mean, were you just like, hey, we did better than I thought? So hey, what the heck? Yeah, we weren't even ranked before the season started, and so I, you know, nobody had these kind of expectations. What it did is it elevated our like our younger guys, I think it's going to motivate them for the future. Hopefully. Cause go. we've got a, we've got a good young team. I feel like, and there's, there's some key pieces that are leaving, but we still have a lot of really good pieces in place. So we'll see So for all your college football commentary, just tune into Meeple town at night. So we'll do <laughs> not really, you want to do a poll so we can start talking about some board games. I see that on there. That was very nice. We yeah. feel for y'all. Yeah, we've, and y'all is correct. That's the right way to say it. That's right. I use y'all. I, I will say this. Time. I told John this. Not that I care that much. I, my buddy, who is a, he's a referee in, in in a lot of different sports, and really like is into that. And he was watching something the next day, saying that 
technically they blew the whistle before he crossed over the line. So it, it really does blow the play dead. It does. But did he blow it a little too early? Yes. Probably. Yeah. That's what, that was my argument. Yeah. He blows the whistle. That's fine. I, I thought to myself, I was, my frustration was the play's not over. Like, that finish the play. The guy's mo- legs are moving forward and he's actually making progress forward. Like he wasn't stopped. He never stopped, but it, it looked like he was going to probably be. He had, a, hey. he had a little surge and I guess that's what it was, but, but still. That was it. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. We're done. Okay. Let's, lost, we're done. Yep. So let's talk about 2021 and I'll go ahead and mention that mid podcast here or before we do dinosaur world and Batoku, Dean and I are going to talk about our, if you use the BG stats app at all, you know, you all see all these Twitter posts and stuff with the uh, nine most played games, the 15 most played games, you know, you can get, we're going to do that, right? We're going to do nine Dean. Yeah, it's nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's, so we will do, we'll do our nine. Um, you know, you can oh, change there that, different right? settings. Oh, oh yeah. I- you can absolutely change it to, I think you can do a, a four by four grid. And I don't know if you go on the app, you can check, but by the way, if you have never used the BG stats app, it's a fantastic app and you can't do the grids for free. Can you, I think you have to have the upgraded to do that, but it records so much for free. And the upgrade is only like $2 and 99 cents. You need to get on that. Seriously. If you play board games, it's an unbelievable app. Agree or disagree. Yeah. Well it is, but you know what? I don't use that as my main board game geek app. Board game geek app. I use I the, I use the, um, my BGG app, which then I have to, like it uploads directly to BGG as I'm going. Whereas that BG stats one, maybe it does now, but it didn't used to do that. It used to have to click the upload um, plays or something like that. Do you not have to do that anymore? Say that again. So what do you say that again, what you have to do? So with my BGG, whenever I save a play, it goes automatically to BGG. Whereas you're saying that this doesn't go to BGG. BG stats, I don't, I don't think does that. No, no, no. It's not a big deal. No, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, what I don't know because I don't care. You know what I mean. The other big thing is I like with my BGG. There we go. Um, on the front page, and again, I don't use BG stats enough other than to like upload stuff that I've done on my BGG. Mm-hmm. If you go to, if you click on the hotness, it has all of the. Nobody can see this except John that I'm showing, but it shows yeah. like the hotness with all the box covers on there. So you can yeah, just you show me that on there. I like yeah. it. I like the look of it better, but I think BGG, I'm sorry, BG stats is a much better app overall. I would say. I, I agree with that. I agree with that statement. So go check that out. You'll see that. And that'll be kind of a little bit of a look back at Dean and I's 2021. Now we're going to do just a look back at everybody's 2021 and just ask a simple question. Dean, are you ready for this? Okay. How many board games did you play in 2021? And I put included repeated plays and someone asked also, can we include like board game arena plays? And I said, sure. Yeah. All right. So it's going to include all of these zero to 100. Okay. Which that's playing a game oh, every these are, three these days. Are different games or these are just total nope. plays? No, no, no. I put include repeated plays. Okay. So I got, I got what you're saying. Okay. Yep. So total plays. So if you've played, uh, you know, King Domino 87 times, then you count it, baby. Okay. Zero to 100. Which that would be playing about a game every three days, right? Three to four days. Mm-hmm. 101 to 500, which oh, is that's a big I would gap. Say. It is. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I thought it would be like that's playing about a game a day, right? That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm trying to think of that. 501 to 1,000. Okay. Uh, which that would, of course, be a game or two a day average. 
three game, maybe three games a day. That's a pretty high number. A thousand and one plus. I want to see if there was anybody out there even that said that they would have one of those. So what would you think the majority of people would be in the zero to hundred, hundred hundred to five hundred, five hundred, two thousand, so forth and so on? I'm a I'm gonna say a hundred to five hundred. That's actually where I fall. I'm in that category. I was gonna ask you that. You always answer how you are <laughs> or where you're at before you let everybody else. You can still yeah, guess yeah. from there. I'll still let you guess. Okay. So I'm pulling it up because I closed that up for a second. Okay. So you are correct. It is overwhelming. I didn't even add them all together because I just want you to hear um, the percentages. Like on our guild, 75% of people said that, Dean, 101 to 500. And then there was 10.7% on the 0 to 100 and the 107 on the 500 to 1,000. We had one vote on the 1001 plus in our guild. Huh. Steph Hodge. I that's that's you know is she in our guild? I don't know. I'd have to see. We need to check that out cuz that was my first thoughts and if it's not if it was somebody else I'm looking through here to see if someone made it in the comments a new comment cuz I checked it last night. Um No, no no no. It looks like Sydney S wrote, you just made me realize how much I spent, how much time I spent on BGA over 1700 games of race. Okay. Wow. Not to brag, but I did just beat Sydney in roll for the galaxy, which so is Sydney the first is the win one. that I've had against Sydney. Yeah. Wow. Well then Peter shot said, uh, digital would have bumped that up. Cause he must've, yeah, he must've put a lower number. And then I said, go for it for digital. So maybe there would maybe maybe he equals that. I don't count all of my um app play. I don't count any of my app plays. And I don't I, count all of my BGA plays. Yes. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of weird. So I didn't I never counted them before this year, this past year, but then I started counting them not all year. I think maybe midway through the year I started counting BGA and like you know, any of those other ones that I'm playing with somebody. So like mm-hmm. I would even count an app play. If I was playing like Lords of Waterdeep with you online, we're talking, I would count that as a play, but I wouldn't count mm-hmm. it if I'm playing just the AI. Does that make sense? Got you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. That's, that's, that's pretty much what I do. And I will miss some of the ones that I play with other people too on digitally, but I, I don't think I hardly ever miss a game. Let me ask you this. Yeah, I do uh, a lot actually. Okay. So you do miss, you miss, let me ask you, let me make this statement real quick and then I'll ask you a question. Um, it was 72% on Twitter, so almost identical. 20% of the 0 to 100 and 8% for 500 to 1,000. So none at the over 1,001 mark. So this is mm-hmm. very, very similar. Um, but my question to you is, are there certain games, maybe they you just play them very fast that you never record because they're just such a quick game or something like that, or no? I, you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to... I wonder why I leave some plays out because, okay, for example, I was going back and looking at my plays and one of the games that I, that showed up on my list of games that I played was red cathedral. You Mm. and I played that three or four times at least just you and I, and I've played that outside of like our plays. I had it marked down as one or none plays. And I'm like, I wonder why I did that because 
it would have made sense for me to do that. But I don't like, here's the thing. I don't keep up with, yeah. who, with who wins games. And I think that's probably why I miss a lot because I'm just going back and I'm marking, like I probably miss ones that I played at, at PAX just because I waited to the end of the day and then I put them in my app. So yeah. It's, it's old age, old age. It's I'll, I'll get to what I played last year, but definitely my list is not my favorite games. Me either. Like uh, it's not even it's not even close. Um, there's uh, there's some there. I like these games, but there's definitely some on there that I'm like, mm. all right, because it's I probably just shorter more. though, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Because it's just you know, and there, I, I think that there are definitely some, you know, like playing Llama with my son Judah, like real quick, or you know, of course he wants to play Uno all the time. I'm never going to record an Uno game. <laughs> I'm just not going to do that. Um, I recorded Yahtzee the other day. That's fine. That's fine if you record Uno. Yeah, I don't have no problem with it. I just don't. I, I I don't know why. I just, I don't know. Anywho, there you go. So most people play between the 500, no, 100 to 500, 500 games. 500. I was in the 500 to 1,000. I bet you really were too. It's, it's likely, but again, I didn't start recording any of my BGA plays until a little bit later. Yeah. And then I just, I do, I leave out a lot of physical plays. So I was like 400 and something. Uh, yeah. I don't remember what it was, but 400 and something is where I was at. Which is about, you yeah. know, still over a game a day. But I played, I mean, I'm playing digital games daily now, it seems like. So oh, you I'm, know sure, what? I'm I, sure it was much higher. I looked at the wrong number. I'm only around 300 plays for last year recorded. So I put the wrong number in there. Oh, okay. I, know I, I bet missed. you're higher I had than to that. Have missed. I guarantee you I missed some games in that, but I mean, it's I crazy. I play more digital games than you do, but you play more physical games for sure. You more. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm really, I get physical a lot, you know, so. Let's get physical, physical, physical. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can we talk about games we've been playing? Yeah. So. We, I got one. I've been ready to talk about John. I've been hyped about talking about this ever since you talked about it last episode. I want to mention something prior, and I want to say this. Okay, you Meeple Town provide us feedback. We ask for feedback. We listen. Sometimes, and then we, we reject listen. it. We reject it mostly, and we just laugh at the people who gave us feedback and say, <laughs> "We'll never do that." In your faces. That is incorrect statement we asked last podcast do you prefer us talking about more games maybe shortening like we've in the past we've done one or two really big games and then had you know what dean two or three games short that we talked about and all the feedback that we got now if you don't like this you need to go into the guild and say never mind i don't i don't like that but the feedback that we got maybe it's because they just want it was we would prefer more games talked about shorter periods of time because the people on there for the most part made statements like, I really just want to hear kind of how the game's played a little and your gut reactions to see if that's something I want to pursue looking at online, go watch a video, so forth and so on. I get it. Um, why do you listen to podcasts, Dean? Just curious. Why do you listen to board game podcasts? It depends, but I would say for the most part, it's kind of the the personality. I mean, like if mm. I'm if I'm listening to board game podcasts, obviously there was a draw there initially because I want to hear what games they have to talk about. I want to hear about new things and how people, you know, their take on different podcasts. But overall, what keeps me there is the personality between the host. I agree. Like there's there's definitely folks. Like I'll just say even online with YouTube, like. 
I don't always agree with shut up and sit down, right? Hey, we went and listened to their podcast live, but gosh, those guys are hilarious. Oh yeah. And, and we don't disagree a lot. You know what I mean? But like, it's like, there's, they definitely introduced me to some games that I've been like, cool. They've definitely introduced me to games. I've been like, why did you like that that much? But they're so gall darn hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I will watch and listen to them anytime they want to talk about games. Agreed? Just yeah. about? Or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you think that's what people say about us? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they say, man, those guys, they seem like they're having a good time. <laughs> I they make themselves laugh really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're like children telling jokes to each other, and they're just like, what are they going to say next? And we think it's really hilarious in the world mocks us that's really what it is yeah so i say all that to say y'all thank you for the feedback so we're going to try to incorporate that as much as possible we can't guarantee that we're going to be because there are just certain times during our lives we're busy and we can't play seven or eight games you know or six games even in between these so but we're going to try and today we're talking about let me pull the show notes up Dean. Oh, wait we're wait john about- i got a couple more things before we get to that i totally forgot to put these in the show notes so i'm just gonna i'm gonna shoot from the hip okay yep a couple of these are news and a couple of these are some emails that we've had in our inbox for questions that we haven't answered in a while. I'll just mention that we have on the books to talk about nine games. So that's pretty good. Oh, we'll be, yeah, we'll be fast on this other stuff, but no, you're good. You, you brought up podcasts and I wanted to bring up two, um, two pieces of news um, that aren't, aren't great news to be honest with you. Um, one is with the, the secret cabal. I don't know if, uh, how much you listen to the secret cabal. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Jamie is the host on there who, um, just came out saying he's had some health problems over the last several months and came out, oh, yikes. um, that, that he has a, a mass on his, his esophagus. That's, uh, that's cancer. And so, mm-hmm. um, I definitely wanted to, to bring that to attention. If, if you're a, a prayer, you know, that that's something definitely to be praying about. Um, yeah. or if not, you know, maybe if you know him, some encouraging words or anything like that. And then with the, the dice tower, message. yeah, yeah. Anything like that. But, and the dice tower, I don't know if you saw that John, that the dice tower podcast is, is, um, going to be, I want to say no more. I think they've got some things in the, in the works, but as far as like the normal dice tower podcast is, is going to be no more. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, Dice Tower. Oh See you, suckers. My goodness gracious. <laughs> wow, that was It's better for us. <laughs> that was not where I was going with this at all. One of my favorite podcasts. I've wow. listened to them for a long time, over, uh, I mean, about a decade now, or, or I don't know how long it's been around, but I mean, a long time that I've been listening to them, and they've been around even longer than that, so... Good podcast. And and I, I think Eric Summer is going to be working I on some stuff. That. And, and uh, uh, Susan and Mandy, I think, are going to be working on some things together potentially. I don't I don't know if they've made any announcements or I don't have any inside information or anything. It's just what I've I've seen on the Internet. So there you go. Yes, I am actually really sad that about them closing down because that was one I did listen to. So, yeah, that was all jokes aside. I Dice Tower. Their content's great. They make great content. You can argue with your taste, and if you like their taste or not, I don't. Care. It doesn't matter. They still make good content. Great content. That's why they're. I mean, they're the flagship, right? For board yeah. game media. I mean, there's some people that are pretty high, but I, I would just think most board gamers. You have to be aware of it, right? Yeah. If you watch oh, yeah. board gaming media, if you watch it at all, they're amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, so let me throw these a couple emails out because they've been Stephen especially has been hounding us for these. Man. Oh my gosh! My okay, email. let's go. Right. Oh. He said he, he wants to do us a he wants us to do, and we're not going to do this right now, but at some point maybe we'll do this. A top five cooperative game. <laughs> that was so definitive. <laughs> we're not going to do it right now. Top five, top five cooperative game. But he threw in okay. his top five, um, and he said, sure. "John, I know that these aren't your favorite, but I think it'd be a good podcast." Which he's he's not sure. wrong. He says his top five, Zombicide, which I think is probably Steven's favorite game. He and I have played that a bunch. Um, Zombicide. I've still never played it. Gloomhaven, Pandemic mm-hmm. Legacy, which he and I and our wives have been playing for about three years now. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since, we'll before there. we started the podcast, you talked about the Pandemic Legacy campaign that you started. So It's fun. We'll get there. We'll, oh, we're just no, taking our won't. time. You won't. No, you we will. finish it. Uh, the crew and Marvel legendary, the crew is probably in my top five too, I would say. Uh, yeah, probably cause it's just how fast you can play it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And Gloomhaven probably too. So there you go. Yeah. I'd have to think about it. Honestly, ours might be really close cause all of those, Could be. several of those are ones that are in my top 100 too. So yeah. Okay. Then going over here, speaking of Sydney, um, Sydney sent out a bunch of stuff on here. Um, but we're going to, I'm just going to kind of break this down a little bit. Um, there's, there's three different sections on here, but, uh, my kid is much younger than yours. Despite that, I can't figure out how you have enough time for your family and playing and reviewing (laughs) games and for all the content creation. Um, and, and he just assumes that, that we have some kind of a magical formula for how we find time to Mm. do this. Uh, we uh, honestly, this is, it's a struggle for us to find any time to do anything. We've had, several people that we've wanted to do joint efforts with for months now. And John and I just can't find the Before time you to meet together, let alone throwing somebody well, else in the mix. So, yeah, but there's no magic involved games. that I'm aware of there. No, there's, there's not. It's like Santa, <laughs> like the time just stops, you know, for a while, but it's not. And it, it's, you have to be really dedicated to it. Cause there's times when it becomes most of the time, 90% of the time, Meeple town is a pure joy to me. 10% of the time I'm like, Oh my gosh. How do you feel about that? Similarly good. or I feel good. <laughs> you're, do you ever have 10% of the time where you're like, man, I'm not, not, not that you want to quit, but you're like, this is just overwhelming me right now. It is. But the thing is, I love doing this. You know what I mean? I like, too. That's what the hard part is. Like sometimes it gets frustrating because I just, I wish we had more time for this, you know? And yeah. And and we just don't, but I, I love, I love doing this. And so when we get opportunities to like today, what? everything's shut down, let's rec- record our podcast now and, and we'll try yeah. to figure out the rest of the week later. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, Sydney, one thing too, that helps, I'll give a shout out to my wife and uh, Dean's wife, Amanda, is that they're definitely, they can help us. Like there's times whenever we could be Dean and I just play one of a game together but we've played three or four times with our spouses. Yeah. And so like, that's, a, that's a huge help, especially like whenever I talk about the games I've been playing lately, you rarely have Dean and I played them together recently. Yeah. Most of the time, it's just something I've been playing with my wife, Dean's same thing. And he's, you know, half the time, at least he's probably, he's played it. And so he chimes in about it, but that's a huge help for getting uh, this baby out. And my wife's great. I mean, she, if I say I need to play this for the podcast, she tries to, if yeah, possible. Yeah, and I've I've been a part of this group that plays a lot of games on BGA too, and and some yeah. other you know some other formats as well, but mostly BGA that helps with a lot of 
those game plays too. Speaking of which, uh, Sydney also brings up playing Deus on BGA, which I've never played that game before and I've wanted to. And so this is a nice little plug for on the guild. There is a forum in there somewhere. There's a post about <laughs> doing online gaming uh, and there's actually a Meeple Town group. So if anyone's interested in playing that, I in in Sydney will probably send me an invite now that I'm saying this. Um, if you're interested in playing that or other games, just find that post on there and and or just reach out to me or John directly or whatever, and we'll we'll get you plugged in. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say along those lines, I'll say that one game I haven't played digitally lately is uh, when we went to PAX U. Jay Bell told me I must play Shards of Infinity, uh, which is designers of Ascension. Both the designers of Ascension, I can't remember. I think so, uh, but very much Star Realmsy attacky. Uh, I really like the app. It's eight bucks. It's pricey for an app, but he and I have played, I think, five or six games. Remember, Dean, when I told you I beat him the first time? He's beat me every single time since. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was like, I was thinking this is probably beginner's luck here, and it was because he's beat me. He's taking it easy on you, except for last game, whenever I could have won, but I clicked the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize something and I clicked in turn and I didn't anyways to make a long story short I was like are you kidding me if I lose this game and two turns later he won and I was like no <laughs> but by the way I'll, I'll mention Shards of Affinity uh, is a great little game especially if you played uh, Star Realms it's just uh, it's better than Star Realms in my opinion I, I like it better um, I'm not going to go into details about I mean I, I it just it's just I like the way that you can kind of build um I don't gain levels or ability, you know, you, you get this powers and as you increase your power, it may say when your power gets to level 10, you gain like this ability on a particular card. I think that's a cool mechanic and you don't have to even do that at all though. There's like so many paths, like different paths to win. You could be like, I don't care about what level of this I'm at. I'm just going to, you know, go this other direction. So uh, that's a really, it's a real cool game and you can buy the game for under $20. So, but I, th I think it's one of those Dean, you ever, I think this is one of those I would much rather play digitally though. Because there's so many long combos that can happen trying to keep up with all that. Okay, this, and then I did, did I do that, did I not do that? I just feel like it's like Hearthstone or one of those games that I would just, I want. I mean, you can't play Hearthstone any other way but digitally, but you know what I mean? Like one of those battle card games that it's built best for online. So, yeah, it's you got, you need to download it to play with us. I will. I will. At some you really point. do. Because there's cause games like that that I, I'm wondering, like the digital implementation almost you know, it almost replaces in, in some ways, you know what I mean? Like, like star realms. I don't, I got rid of star realms, the card game, because I was playing on the app all the time. Yeah. And there's some games like that. And I'm wondering if shards of infinity, which, you know, they charge eight bucks for that, which is, I, I think it's fine to charge that much for it. And maybe that's why, fine. maybe there's a lot of people that feel the same way that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a good implementation. I, I've read some people that say that they have a lot of problems with it like closing out and stuff and so i'm gonna i'll give that caveat i have had it crash a couple times but overall it's pretty stable um and you can play asynchronously and that's how it's played so when you start a game you just go back and forth so sometimes if someone's there sitting in the seat you can just boom 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 and if they're not it could take me and jay two days to finish a game uh i it's it's a fun fun little deck builder if you have, if you not try it and i and i actually wanted to try it because and i can't remember who someone you probably listen to the podcast I can't remember who it was who went to the guild and said, John, if you liked Ascension, after I talk about this, you really need to try Shards of Infinity. And I would say I actually probably personally like Shards of Infinity better. 
But the thing about Ascension that I'm going to, uh, my family like is going to like it better because most of them don't like attacky games. And so Charge Infinity definitely is. You have 50 health, you got to kill them. So, yeah, yeah. Well, one more thing real fast. Um, this is a, a pretty lengthy email from Deming. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Deming Chow, who's who's chimed in at times in the past, uh, works uh, in the university setting and, and wasn't really asking a question as much as just kind of making a statement. Something that, that Deming's not done is is used board games in that setting, in an educational mm-hmm. setting. And kind of mentioned that uh, I work with college students. I'm not I'm not in the classroom at all. My wife is a teacher as if we've used them. And and the thing is like, yeah, I play board games with students, uh, not a lot, but at different times I have, and I've gone and done game days and stuff at Amanda's school. But as far as like using them for educational purposes, I really haven't done it. But, but one website is called board gaming with education, which is um, one they brought to, to our attention. Just to kind of throw that out there in case it's something you're interested. This might be a good guild conversation. Like if anybody's used, has anybody used games in an educational setting for the sake of education and not just like, we're just going to play games together. Does that make sense? Absolutely no doubt, because I used to, I mean, my job was to That's right, sell, yeah, yeah I, I sold educational products to schools, universities, elementaries, all, the whole gamut, preschool, uh, over the over the course of, uh, I guess, my sales career that I'm not doing anymore, and I've met a plenty of people along the lines <clears throat> that, are the, that were in that, that did that, that were gamers like us, that would incorporate historical games, that would incorporate um, economic games, if they're teaching economics or something like that. There's so many games that you could, if I was a teacher in the classroom, no doubt, Dean, I'd be all over having some games built in. Yeah, it kind of depends on what you're teaching too. Deming's the a chemistry teacher, I think is what he said, and it's Trismegistus you know, alchemy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> but if you're teaching history, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities. Academy Games is one that really kind of focuses their attention on using board gaming in that you know in that classroom setting, and even come up with curriculum and and different books that they use along with that, which I think is interesting. But even science and stuff. I mean, look at Wingspan. You know what I mean? Like, there's, sure. There's there's so many different. Yeah, avenues for yeah. I bet if I'm, I'm sure no matter what I taught, I'd figure out a way to work at least a board game into it (laughs) (laughs) for their benefit. I'm sure. (laughs) That's right for their benefit and only. All right, that was me sidetracking us for about 15 minutes. My bad. Um, but but wanted to make sure that we got that in order. But we are going to talk about games we've been playing lately now, right? Yeah, and again, we're going to try to. I think we're like even when we're playing them late, talking about playing them lately. If we have a rating, we're just going to tell you, right? Like if, if we're not going to have it for all of them, but if we're going to do a YouTube video, or I'll just tell you what where I'm at approximately. Don't hold me to it. You know me; I like to waffle back and forth. But we'll try to do a, a good job of telling you on these games how we feel. So go ahead, start Oof. us off with the one that both you and I have played most recently. I just got done playing a game before we started this podcast. That's right. This is, uh, although different versions of this, I believe. Yes. Micro Macro Crime City is the the Spiel the Jars winner. John talked about this in the last episode. You actually played the the first scenario of Crime City at PAX U. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, okay, I played but the you first haven't been in... playing that one. You've been playing the different one. No, 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 I, no, 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 no. I played Full House at um at PAX U. I didn't play. Oh, crime. so you didn't I've... play Crime City at all? Okay. No, gotcha. I've never played it. I, I played the first episode there, the first crime there. I. My 
kids came home and played that. I got it for them. I ordered it for them for Christmas. I think I mentioned that on the last podcast. I immediately ordered it while I was sitting at the table at PAX U. said, my kids are going to love this. Ordered it for Christmas. They played their first game. They loved it. And we just finished the second scenario because they we've been really busy since then. So, But we just finished cool. one just a few minutes ago. And they like it. They like it pretty well. Yeah. Oh, they love it. Like, I'll say I'll, two How many, of my are you kids. With, okay, I was going to say all three of them or? we Okay, so we played all three, but I knew the first one, right? And my wife oh, even right. jumped in a little bit. But the problem becomes in this game is space and trying to see it. Yes. Uh-huh. It's, it, I think it's it's an activity you could do with three or four people, but I think two to three is probably about the max. Yeah. To make it fun. Um, we played That's three what we last time. What what did you do? Two or three? Or well, we did two because we're doing Crime City, and it's it's geared more towards not a like super young kid, you know, age group. So my wife and I played through it the whole thing. We sat down the first day and we played nine scenarios at one time, mm-hmm. uh, just bam, 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 knocked them out. And we would have played through the entire thing, but we had some things to do and then we were playing and then we just like didn't have time. And so it was like we played one the next day and then like three the next day. And so anyway, we finished it uh, yesterday, I think it was. Yeah, we finished up all of Crime City and I'm with you. I I don't think I would have wanted to play with even more than two. And I'm not going to give anything away, but there are some scenarios where you're looking for different things at separate times. And those tended to be my favorite because my wife is a lot faster at finding things than I am. If you don't remember John talking about this last time, this is basically where's Waldo for adults, but it's, it's like a a game version of where's Waldo, I guess it's not necessarily for adults. Um, Kids can play, especially full house. They have a, a, like a rating and age rating for those yeah. different scenarios, which I think is cool. Crime city does not have that. And and I would say I, I would not want to play some of those scenarios with my kids. They're just a little too much, even though it's all cartoony, like the stories that they, that develop can be very adult themed. So, and Dean's kids are, how old is Elias? 10? He's, he's nine. He'll, he'll be 10 in oh, a couple nine, months. Okay. Oliver's six. Um, so we're talking about get, younger kids. Yeah, he can handle it, but I mean, it's it's all like most of the crimes are murdering. Maybe all of them yeah. are. Got it's, you. You know, so I don't. Yeah, I don't this one is doing that full full house or whatever is much different. And if, if like Dean was saying, if you've never played it, it's gonna you know say Dean got his football stolen, and where is Dean? Right, and so you go find Dean, and he's you know there with his football, and then you'll just kind of backtrack maybe of how it got stolen, right? And so you mm-hmm. look around for something else. Like you'll see a kid taking, how did it get stolen from him? And you know, I don't know, whatever. One of the kids has a giant grabber with his hand and he grabs the fo- football from around uh, the side of a house. Yeah. I don't know. But, and so that's all you're doing. You're constantly just trying to figure out the crime by solving these cards. And you just say a uh, location, like it's right here and it has a grid E eight and someone flips it over and says, yep, nailed it. And if you get it wrong, then that person is, out of the game, mister. Because <laughs> they know the answer. Right, right. Yeah, you, you kind of kind of do that. And some of, you know, we They're didn't- out for that didn't, clue. Which I would imagine you can kind of cater this to however you want to, I guess. Yeah. You know, like you might even just care more about the story than you do the game itself, which, you know, it's that that's fine too. Whatever you want to get out of it. We've, we've really enjoyed our plays of it though. I, I think it's cool. And I think it's neat that like, they really do. They have these, these star systems. So like it might be a one star that's super easy all the way up to yeah. f- 
I don't think there's a five star, but there's a four out of five stars in Crime City. And and those can get like pretty lengthy because it gives you less information and there's like the things that you need to know. You just don't have as much information as what you would on some of those easier scenarios. There's have you missed a- have you missed on any of your guesses? Yes. Okay. Yes, we have. Because um, there was, we say, haven't missed yet, but we only did a couple of scenarios, and I thought, wow, that was a guess for sure on that one. Some of them they ask you like multiple things, like what was this character doing from point A to point B, and so you have to find all of those pieces, and you, I got might, you. you might miss some of those, and you're like, oh, okay, I see it now, but it doesn't really throw the game off at all. It just you go back and see it. So yeah, um, yeah, I've, I think this is really cool. I want to see more and more of this. I hope they keep doing it. All right, so. A, a, a statement for me is I kind of booed this a little bit when I first saw it. Uh, I, I wouldn't say like tons, but I was like, eh, this isn't really a game. Like, let's just call it where's Waldo. Like it is right. A crime book or, you know what I mean? Or something that you can go find it. And, and I mean, I mean, when I say game, I, re- I retract that statement. It's not a board game. And I still don't think it's a board game necessarily. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it is a game. It's a, it's, it's a game. And, you know, I think we mentioned the last po- podcast, we just kind of played it at a whim because I want to play every spill to jars winner. And I thought it was, it was, it's great. It's a great game. Uh, I don't, I probably wouldn't have given it the spill to jars. I mean, it's not that great and it isn't a board game in my opinion, but besides that, is that, I mean, it has, that's what spill to jars would be board game, right? Board game of the year. I better, or is it just game of the year? Just I, game of the year is how is, is yeah. what that's okay. labeled as. It's fine. So. It's fine. I have no, I have no qualms with it because it's super innovative and I could see this will be in my collection for a very long time. Cause I have absolutely no games like it. So great, great job to them. I said before there was, I'm, I'm not hating on it at all. If I designed, I would be proud to have designed this game. Actually, I reached out to uh, game point cafe, Rick over there. Who's a, who's a listener of the show. And I said, Hey, if you don't have this in the cafe, for sure, pick it up. And he said, I do. In fact, I have this like promo case or whatever. So make sure you don't steal it, steal it when you come in the store. Oh. I mean, I have and not yet. We should, we should steal it from Rick and then we'll have the case of the missing micro macro case and we'll let him solve it. <laughs> and if he solves it, he gets it back. So this was up against the adventures of Robin hood from this last year and zombie teens. And I've not played either one of those, but I've wanted to play the adventures of Robin hood but I'm interested now. I want to check those other ones out. I know nothing about zombie teens, but that name doesn't do anything for me. And I watched at the cosmos booth, them talk about adventures of Robin hood. And I was like pretty mad on what that, I was like, Dean's going to love this. Yeah. I think I would like it. I, can, especially I with my don't family. care at all about it. Yeah. How do you think zombie teens is it? Does it end with an, with a Z or an S John? What would you expect? Uh, a Z. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's zombie. Zomb- it's cool. Zombie teens. Uh... There you go. Yeah, so that's that one's a great one. Check it out. Uh, yeah. Micro Macro, not zombie teams. I don't know what that is. Right, so the next game. List too, and I don't remember. No, I got name. it. I got it. So the next game is me. And oh, I'm going go. to briefly talk about one we've mentioned on the podcast before, but we're kicking it old school. We're kicking it back to some people say this is the granddaddy, the father almost of worker placement games. Not the first worker placement game, but one of the most generally popular ones, right? Lords of Waterdeep. Um, Lords of Waterdeep came out in 2012, right? Yep, 2012. It's still ranked 76 overall. I had played it wow. on my app. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, huh? I'd played it on my on the app um, many times, and I just had never owned it. So this Christmas, I was like, what the hey? I'm going to ask for Lords of Waterdeep. I don't think I'm going to love it. I like the app. I don't think I'm going to love it. But I do think my brother-in-laws are really into medieval stuff. 
they also are into that weight of a game big time that like two and a half to three is like absolutely their jam and my wife's jam as well. And she loves worker placement. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe this would be a good game for her family. What do you, th- I already told Dean this, my family, her family loved it. They really enjoyed playing this game. Um, she played last night for the first time. She didn't play on Christmas with her brothers and myself. And last night after we finished the game, she said, is there a solo mode for this? And I went, I, it was, I almost like fainted. Like my wife likes board games, but not like me. Right. And most of the time I think she's playing just to be nice to me. You know what I mean? And I'm like, would you solo this? And she's like, actually, yeah, I think I would try it. I'm like, well, there is none. So in your face, (laughs) in your face. Wow. Wow. What a set her up. But on that she one. loved it. My, you know, my personal thoughts are it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a fine worker placement game. Now I haven't tried with the expansions, Dean, you said that I would probably like it a lot more. You uh, would, I, but it's not going to make it like a 10 for you or anything. No, I mean, the cool parts about it, if you've never played it is you can build buildings. So basically as the game progresses, new worker placement spots open up because when you build a building, there's a new spot there. I think that's pretty cool. Um, it's not thematic at all, even remotely. Dean might might argue that, but you're supposed to get adventurers for quests and purple is wizard and stuff. And like, as much as I want to say that and try to make it thematic, it's exchanging yellow cubes and orange cubes and white cubes. It could be for anything. Oh, right? absolutely. I say, I say wizard and I say uh warrior or whatever they are. I forget what they are now. The cleric, the rogue or whatever. Yeah. I say right. that, but you're right. It's not thematic at all. It's, it's, collecting those cubes it could be like you know recipe ingredients or something yes it could be anything um yeah so i I, you know playing the base game and owning it i'd probably be somewhere out of seven on this game like yeah i'm usually willing to play maybe seven and a half you know um i would suggest it which would be an eight but it would be in pretty rare circumstances because personally if i'm going to suggest a easier a lighter worker placement though this one's lighter than viticulture i still would try to suggest viticulture when i could you know we need to update our worker placement list i think it's been a while since we've done our top 10 <laughs> list and i think they would probably change quite a bit for you I especially think so i think it would and it is i actually was looking at our videos this morning i still think that top 10 worker placement is like our second or third highest viewed video ever so people love their worker placement games but I still, this was a, it's, it's a solid game. It's just, it's like, if you come from someone who's played, like I was texting a buddy the other, uh, the other night, JD, if you're listening, who's who likes medium to medium heavy euros. Do I think if he puts this on his table, he's going to be wild? I do not. Maybe with expansions, but I think he's going to go, that's a solid game. And that's how I feel. What would you give this? Like, well, around, it's a top 50 game for me. So, so it would probably um, be eight and a half or something like eight that. Eight and a half, nine, somewhere in there. I mean, I, I love yeah. this game a lot. And part of that has to do with like, you know, if I know people are willing to play this, this is one of my wife's favorite ones to play together. You know, we can just pick it up. We don't yep. have to learn anything. And I, I, I like that. I like that about games sometimes. So, so I, I have no that. qualms. Yeah, I've got no qualms about that. And there's no way it's going off my shelf, even though it's not as highly rated for me, because if my family likes it, fantastic. And I, I yeah. will, you know, Man, maybe I'll give it a seven and a half. Um, yeah, I, I will suggest it in scenarios where I'm trying to teach people how to play worker placement because it is so easy. <laughs> yeah. Place your worker two orange cubes. Place a worker one purple cube. I mean, it's one of the easiest games to teach. That's a full on board game that lasts an hour or so. 
or two yeah, hours. Once you start adding uh, corruption, it's not like it's not a heavy thing at all, but it, but it adds a different twist to it and trying to like manage the corruption piece of it. And I like that. But all right, but yeah, I really enjoy this game. Speaking, I'll be back. I'll be back though when I get the I'll get the expansion probably, and I'll let you know how I feel about it. Go ahead. All right. So speaking of games that are not super difficult to play, I'm going to talk about a children's game. I don't I don't really talk a whole lot about children's games. I just realized there was another one I was wanting to talk about. I will have to save that. Okay. Dragomino. Dragomino is the kids version of it's it's actually like the my first games, you know, like the my first Stone Age, my first mm-hmm. uh Ticket to Ride or whatever. This is my first King Domino. And in this game I didn't even know this existed until you said it earlier, Dean. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I, it's one that my son got for Christmas and and we played it several times, really, really enjoyed this one, but there's a lot of these games now, like the King Domino origins that that's, you know, just released. I'm interested in playing that one. Yeah. You know, you know me, I love some King Domino and this one is, it's a simpler version of even King Domino. You know, King Domino can actually be kind of tricky with how you do the scoring and the multiplication stuff like that. So what they do in this one is you're going to take a tile and you're going to draft it out of the four, just like you normally do. You're going to take it and put it into your tableau. And then any side that matches up with another terrain type, you're going to grab a dragon egg of that type and put it onto your board. You're going to flip it over. They're all face down in the center of the table. Some of them, the likelihood of getting points versus not getting points is higher. Um, You're going to take a dragon egg. You're going to put it onto your board. You flip it over. And if it's a dragon, uh, if it's a dragon inside, it's worth one point. If it's just an empty shell, then it's zero points. And that's it. Like, that's how you do the scoring. So your scores are going to be pretty low because you're not going to draft that many tiles into your board. Okay. And, and it's, it's just a lot of fun. I, I mean, we had, we played it and um, obviously it's a kid's version. And so it's not like you're going to probably grab a bunch of buddies. We're not going to play this on a game night or anything like that. But, but for playing for families, I would much, much more recommend this one than King Domino for kids who are younger than that age of being able to multiply um, mm. to figure out answers because it's so easy. But even even then, like my nine my nine year old was engaged and still enjoyed this. My wife and I thought it was a lot of fun uh, enough that we played it, I think, three times in a row, just back to back to back. It was it was fun. It was enjoyable. It's you know, this has a seven point two rating. So that's pretty high. And a lot of people saying in the comments that for kids, this is a really great game. Yeah, so. I, you know, people re- often ask for recommendations of kids games. And usually I do those like my first type games, except for Ticket to Ride. I think Ticket to Ride, my my first or Ticket to Ride Journey, whatever that one is for yeah. kids. I don't think it's that much different than regular Ticket to Ride. But like my first Stone Age is one that's been a big hit. My first Carcassonne. And this one I would throw right in the mix with that. I think this is a lot of fun. I have never played any of those because, you know, my kids have not loved board games. They do play with me, but I don't know. I should I should get some more of those, Dean, because I think Judah, my eight-year-old, is definitely my one that likes to play games more than anybody else of them. So For Judah, if you're looking for one of these type in particular, I would say this one. I would say Dragomino would be Try the it. way to go. Yeah. All right. I'll let him, I'll let him, I'll let him pick it out. We had a, a game night, a New Year's Eve game night at church this week, Dean, and guess what game Judah just had to bring? What? Candyland. Oh yeah. Did you play? I hear I hear your kids in the background. Yes. If yeah. anyone if anyone it's, can hear that that's the Easter egg in the episode to hear your kids laughing and stuff. It's a snow um, day. Yeah. No no he said that he wants to play wanted to play a game that required no skill. 
he just wanted to laugh and didn't want to have to think at all. I'm like, wow. So did he get to play it? Did anybody play with him? My wife did, yeah. Oh, nice. I said, he tried to play with me. I said, get that out of my face. Oh, my goodness. I said, I don't, I don't even care if you're my son. I'm never playing that game with you. <laughs> all right. That's, Let's hear about your next one. It's not what happened, but anyways. It is. Yeah, so my next game is a game that I've had on my radar for I think a while, and I and I wanted to talk about this one because uh, I've heard I've heard multiple people say the same thing. Um, this game came out in 2019. It's a Reiner Knizia game. We've been talking a lot about a Reiner Knizia game, so that's Babylonia. Um, I got this for Christmas, so this is kind of one of those ones where, like I said, I wanted it, but I haven't been like just dying to have it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take a flyer on it. Let's let's get it for Christmas. It looks pretty cool. I'll watch some playthrough. So uh, Babylonia is this, um, it's an abstract game where you have ziggurats and you have like city tiles and different things. And really the whole map has a ton of hexes out on there. Certain hexes are in the river. Others are actually on the land. And it's interesting, Dean. So you're going to just be taking drawing up to five tiles. And you're going to be playing two or three of the tiles on to the map. Uh, on your turn and what you do is whenever one of the cities is like surrounded i'm not going to give you all the details of the game but when one of the cities is surrounded it might have one it might have two symbols okay and what you do is you're going to score two points for every one of yours that is surrounding the city but not only surrounding the city also ones that chain so you could have like these forever long chains if it chains to like through your own tiles and so you're like, wow, two points for that, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 40, 16, 18, 20. Like my wife scored a bunch of points on some of these big, long chains. And so it's very important in the game that you're actually kind of like blocking off your opponents and not letting them have these huge chains. But, you you know, it's one of those games where it's like you have these five tiles. You're like, oh, I want to do this, but I want to do that. Oh, I'd like to do this, but I want, you know, th- that kind of a feel. And it's I really, really like that in games. There's there's definitely more to it, but it's a it's a pretty short. Let me see what the uh, rating is. Yeah. Weight is for 2.4. It's pr- very, very easy to teach, abstract, fun kind of battle back and forth. I played it two players and I enjoyed it. I, I, was I blown away? I'll ask myself for a question. No, I wasn't blown away, but I really liked it after one play and I would like to play it some more. You interested in this one at all or not? Really? I like the look of it. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures on BGG. Are those wooden discs? Yes. Okay. You probably said that I just missed that piece. Of I that didn't there. say that. No, I say you put this, but in the ziggurats or you know little wooden ziggurats, and those. The thing about that is, whenever you surround those, whoever has the most um, around that actually gets like a, a power, like in Maharaja or something. But they get it for the rest of the game or like a one-time power that you flip over. So it's like you know, do I want to go to the cities to score the points now? If someone else closes off and puts the last one in the city, you still score for yours as well. So that's kind of cool, but you're going to get the tile, the city tile, which scores you points in the game based on who has the most around it. So you're constantly kind of having the, I want to have the most and kind of battle, but also I want to like chain these together and, oh yeah, I want to block off the other players though. Cause if they chain that together, there's 10 points sitting on the other side of that river and I can't let them get that. So you definitely have to be, you know, kind of mean if you want to say that. I tried to play kind of nice and my wife whipped me. I whipped, maybe whipped me is a strong words, but beat me easily. Huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in that actually. Now I, you mentioned it before, but I didn't know enough about it until just now looking at the pictures and hearing you talk about it. I'm, I'd really like to try that. I like, yeah. I'd love to give it a score, but I, it's after one play, it's really hard. I, I, I would say after one play, I'm sitting around like a seven and a half. So, which is a decent score. I, I it's hard though because I could see that one just being like meh, or I could see that one really raising because it's got that kind of chessy aspect, you know, of like tactical and when to place and where to place. It's, I mean, 
don't let chess scare you from me saying that, but, <laughs> but you know, if you don't like, but I mean like, I'll, and sometimes those games become increasingly good when I recognize the depth of strategy. Right. You know what right. I mean? So it could be one of those. That's interesting. Speaking of Canizia and I think we both have kids in our background a little bit. It's so loud right now. It's just, it's just so endearing. Everyone just loves it. <laughs> Hopefully. I Speaking hope. of Canizia and wooden pieces, Celtis okay. is what I'm going to be talking about next. Celtis is a game that is also a pretty light game. This is a weight of 1.65. And you've not played this, but you've played Lost Cities, right? That is 100% correct. And I was I was actually a little jealous when I saw you post that picture of it on Twitter going, ah, yeah, I'd like to play that. Well, I've played this before, but it's been a long time ago. And so uh, Lost Cities came out in 1999. This one came out in, the one I'm looking at is 2008. I, for some reason, I was thinking that this was older than that. And it might be, it just might be that it was listed as like, I don't know, Lost Cities, the board game. There's a ton of different versions of this going around. But in this one, it plays very similar. If you've played Lost Cities before, you know, like you start these journeys and you're trying to get as many points as you can get. You start off at negative 20. And as you're placing these cards down, you are trying to get above 20 so that you can get victory points. That's what you do in, in Lost Cities. In this one, you start off on paths and you start off with getting negative points until you get to the certain threshold. And so what happens is I can say, I'm either going to start at a low number or I'm going to start with a high number. And then my next card has to be the same card number or a higher number of that same color. And there's like five different paths that you're going down. Okay. So let's say I play a two, uh, like, I don't know, like a two yellow. And then later on, I'm going to play another two yellow. I would have moved up two steps on that path. And once you get to a certain threshold, you're going to get points. And if you don't reach that threshold and you get stuck there at the end of the game, you're going to lose those points. But there's also like these little bonuses you can pick up along the way. One of them that will like let you move up another that piece or another piece along the path. Some are just straight up victory points that you pick up along the way. Some might be these little stones that will uh, that you can collect. And if you get a certain amount of those and you're going to get more victory points. And, and that's really it. I mean, super simple game. I actually think. I think I prefer this to Lost Cities. Wow. For a couple reasons. One is you can play four players and four players is still fun. It's not like a slog, you know, it's not it doesn't add that much more time because your turns are so fast. The other piece is in Lost Cities and and I think this is why you would prefer Lost Cities, John, is that it's Lost Cities is tighter in the fact that like once you start a path, like it's pretty tense and it is, it's very mm-hmm. tense. Like you start this path and I, I really like Lost Cities, by the way, I, it's, it's, you know, one of my favorite two player games. Once you start a path, it can be really tense and you could lose a lot of points and it's, and it can be mathy because you're trying to figure out this total that equals to 20. This one is a lot more forgiving and you don't have to really math anything out. All you have to do is like trace your path and think, well, if I just get three cards that I can, you know, move up three spots on this path, I'm not going to lose any victory points. I kind of like that, but it's still, it's mm. still tight. Like the scores are really tight, but I think it's a little more forgiving when you start those journeys than it is in, in Lost Cities. Yeah. And if you're listening to Dean and going, man, I kind of want to try that in your face. You're going to have to spend a lot of money for that. No, that's not right. It is right. Where, like, do you, where are you going to get it? BGG Marketplace. You can get it for 20 bucks. Oh, like BGG Market. Okay. Sorry. And, and I think it's probably more... It's out of print. I saw it on several... Like, Is it really? Stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, for like $65. Oh, 
Yeah, Anyways. I think I bought mine. I mean, I had it for years, but it's a used copy that I've got. Um, and it's actually, if you order it in Germany, which mine's a German copy, it's uh, you can just get the the instruct the English instructions if you are an English matter. speaker. So, and it doesn't matter. Like it's it's language independent. So there you go. Well, I would like to try this. The reason I was kind of surprised is it's only a six point four on BGG. So I bet Lost Cities is probably pretty high if I had to guess. Yeah, I'll look it up right now. And by the way, my earbuds are telling me that they're dying. So if all of a sudden, Dean, I tell you can't hear me or I can't hear you, that's why. Okay. Mine are wired. 7.2 is what Lost yeah, Cities 7.2, is. Yeah, 7.2. So a much, much higher. Anyways, I, 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 but I really would like to play that. So good. We're talking about Kinesia a lot today. Let me talk about a game that I'm uh, excited to talk about. How about that? You weren't excited to talk about the other ones? Sometimes you're not, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. Uh, this is a Simone Luciani Daniele Tassini game. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I got this for Christmas, I believe, or was my birthday. I can't remember. Uh, my birthday's in December as well. I get them confused a little bit. That is Council of Four. And this was one of those games, Dean. I think it was, you know, it regularly goes on sale. It went on sale again at the right time, right place at the right time. And I think it went on sale even more than what it had been before. It's like $30, like 30 35 maybe $35. And Dean, you would be like, heck yes. Because whenever you see the minis that it comes with, you'd be like, I got all of this for $35. You would immediately give it an eight and a half out of 10 and be like, let's go. <laughs> Uh, but so that's the new version, the come on version. There is an older version of course of this, but, um, so in council for interesting, you kind of have a little bit, as some people have said, mentioned ticket to ride because you're drawing cards. And when you draw the cards in order to place into certain sections, you're kind of doing this area majority race to, like there's certain sections, certain towns that have like purple and there may be four purple across the whole map. And the first person to build uh, place their influence, whatever, I don't even know what it's called in all four purple get points, extra points for placing it there first. Or maybe it's just in a particular section of the map. If you place there first and you get points and then as you're fulfilling these goals, the first person to fulfill one of the goals scores like 25 points. The second person, it goes down to 21. So you're, it's just a, a race too. But what you're doing is in order to place there, you're having to like line up the cards with the council's people that are there. And they may require a blue, a green, uh, green is green in there. Yeah. Blue, a yellow and two grays, but you could influence the council on your turn and kick one out and change one of them to one that you like. And they'll give you some money for doing that. And so it's a pretty simple game, really, to play. And my wife and I have really liked it. I love Simone Luciani and Daniele Tassini. Like, they're two very high designers for me. And if you're looking for a game that's like, let's say the weight is two and a half. This, I think, Dean, I think you would really like this game. Yeah, I think you so, too. Many, I didn't know they were the designers. That's fine. It's those designers in your wheelhouse with the weight in your wheelhouse with the mini. I'm just being real. Like, the, the look and the feel, it has this kind of area control race to kind of deal. And the cool thing is, is whenever you go to these areas, 
it, it sets off chains whenever you're placing your influence in them. So like if they are connected to other ones, you set off a bonus at this one and then off this one and this one. And, you know, at first it's maybe one or two, but you have this pull back and forth of, I want to race and get this, you know, final purple one on the far right hand side of the board, but that's by itself. So I won't chain anything. I won't get any extra bonuses besides the one bonus there. But if I could take my time and make it all the way over there, then I could chain a ton if I could do that before everyone else, right? So you're like pushing your luck of, should I just try to chain it? But oh no, John's going for that. So I'm going to miss that 20 point bonus if I let him get that first. Forget it. I'll forget the chain and I'll just go get that and take the points. So really cool game. I think I've got it like an easy eight out of 10 at my first few plays. I played it several times. My wife has really liked it. She's asked to play it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's funny because I think Larissa and I probably... You have the probably way similar taste, yeah. I think so. I think so. And I've, I've been interested in this in a while. I actually prefer the look of the older version of this one. With the, I don't blame you. The meeples and the, the houses. It actually kind of looks a little bit like a brighter um, turn in taxis. Um, and, and maybe some similar feels to that too, but not... Um, not as light as that, I'm guessing. But anyway, I, I'm, I'd like to check this one out. I, you should. I I think you won't. You know what I mean? Like, I, it'll be a, because it's just Ouch. we play so many games. No, that's not a bad thing. It's like, I feel <laughs> like this is one of those ones that like, I'll say that to you. Hey, I'd like to try that. And I probably won't. You know, I feel like this may be kind of the same way. Um, would you like the new version better if you had painted minis? Not for this game. That's the thing. Oh, like, okay. I'm about to talk about a game in a minute that that I would like to paint my minis, and I don't know if I will or not. But it makes okay. sense too in that game. This this is a weird one for me. I want my euros to look like euros. I want. I understand that. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, just it, I don't I don't know why they went that direction, other than the fact that that's who they are. Like they do minis. That's that was one do. of their first like euro games, though. They've done some other ones since then but that was like the first one that i remember them really like it was a big surprise that they picked this one up and then they made it their own which is cool it's fine but i i want it to look like a euro i think i am yeah i'm okay with the way it looks but i i totally understand what you're saying though i i might prefer the original version too i, I don't know i guess I, have to, I haven't seen it sitting in front of the table i've seen it on videos but now anyway. i'm gonna talk about a game that does not look like a euro or feel like a Euro, even in the slightest bit. All right. I, I sent some pictures to John when I was playing this. Oh, I was yeah. soloing this. That is Descent Legends of the Dark. All that right. one just came out this last year. And I, I wanted to play it partly because I know we're going to be doing our top list of 2021. This is one that could potentially be on there, but I've got some thoughts that I'll share whenever we do that list. In this game, you're just going on a journey and you are... Uh, People are like, they're trying to, you're trying to pay people. And whenever they don't give you correct change, you're like, give me descent. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> oh my. Okay. So in this game, you are taking your characters and you're going through this map that's developing as you go. You're going to be defeating the baddies. And I can't really talk too much about what you're doing because I can't mm -hmm. share any of the story for spoiler alerts or anything like that. But it is an app-driven game, and the app is going to tell you when the monsters come out. It's going to tell you um, whenever you attack them. It'll, it might have some things that happen as you're attacking them that can affect your dice rolls, or and you are rolling dice for your attacks in this game. And it might affect like different conditions that happen to you or the, the baddies or anything like that. 
but it it's it is app driven. Now the big thing about this game, it comes in a giant box, it comes with a giant price tag, but it has this 3D terrain that's cardboard terrain that fits in the bottom of the box, which makes it really nice that it's such a big box so you don't have to like kind of cram it in there. Uh, but as the map's developing, I mean, it's this gorgeous production. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's so well done, but it's not for everybody. Like it is dice chucking for combat. Yeah. And I, I, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story that develops now. And while I'm looking at all of those type of games that I played this year, like the destinies and uh, what's the sleeping gods, those ones, I don't know if I like it as much as those yet. For sure, not Sleeping Gods. Sleeping Gods is going to be one of my top games of the year. I, I would I imagine. I, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it a lot. And Destinies is one that I quite enjoy too. And I don't know if I like it as much as that. But it's also different than that. Like it's it's fully cooperative, and, and Destinies isn't that. And anyway, I just I enjoyed the play of it. I I don't know if my kids will play it. I mean, I, they thought it looked cool, but if they don't, then I'm I'm perfectly fine just soloing this by myself. The first scenario took me like two and a half hours, which was pretty wow. lengthy. Yeah. So, how, would I like this at all? No, I don't think so. No I mean, way. you like you like, like Destinies, no. but I think part of the reason why you like Destinies is you like the combat the, system. Um, I don't think I you like the way the, the puzzle was trying to figure it out too. Yeah, and this isn't really that. Like it's yeah. it's. If you've played, which I, you haven't, I don't think you've played the Lord of the Rings um, no. journeys in Middle Earth. It's it's more like that. It's more like Mansions of Madness that it's the story is the thing that really drives it more than the gameplay itself. So I don't think that you should go out of your way to really play this. But if you like that, which I do, I think I think it's fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I just want to see more of what the game has to offer. There you go. Boom. Yep. That's it. That's all the games. We're done. That's it. So. Well, not we're not done. We're going to talk about what kidding. games we what, do. We need to have like a little like break here so that people can hear the music or something. You know, I don't know. We're we're doing this online. We don't usually do this this way, so we might just we might just run with it and we'll see how editing goes. I guess. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just said that for editing purposes. <laughs> so, are we going to do? Now that Dean knows that you can do a three by three image, a four by four image, or a five by five, Dean, do you want to do our? We don't have time to do more than our top nine. Um, no, definitely not, definitely not. And we're, we're going to run through these pretty quick because we're already pretty pretty lengthy right now. We still yeah, we have are. more to talk about, but this is fine. so let's just rip through them. Um, I can tell you right now though that my, I mean, I can't remember. I'm going to see something real quick. Why are you pulling yours up? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. I, I I think that my threshold for making it on my list of top 10 is very, very few plays. I played so many games that like different games. Yeah. I think that my, my threshold, my last one only got four plays. Okay. You I think don't that know. Yours is, you think that yours is could potentially be like that, or is that just way too low? I hadn't looked at it. While you're talking, I'll look it up on the app okay. itself. And I'll start and off. I'll start off with that one then. Um, and it's it's just because you know we play a lot of. I just play a lot of different games, and I, and I enjoy that. Um, seven seven times. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. not way different, but definitely definitely different. Uh, my number nine would be uh, Four Gardens. So that was a game that we played, and I think I was. It was probably four times just because we reviewed it full on. Yeah. I, and I might've played it one more time with my wife just to kind of show it to her. And, um, uh, that one's, I think I'm 
trading to Dean. So I think it's fine. I like it, but it's just nothing spectacular to me. I like it though. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to sound that bad. It's a good solid game. Yeah, six. By the way, sorry, I was looking at the wrong the wrong one. So, I've got two at six um, plays, and that's I'll just go ahead and mention because it would be pretty fast on this Draftosaurus, which is one I get because my family we really enjoy playing that one together, and we usually play multiple times when we play it. And then Downforce, um, some of that Mm. has been in person, but a lot of that's been online. Uh, You mentioned Jay Bell; he's always in those games that I'm playing of that. I am absolutely horrible at that game. I do think that I won it <laughs> once. I don't keep up with my wins and losses on here, but anyway, downforce and Draftosaurus. Yeah. Well, I'll mention a couple of mine in a row. By the way, my top two are definitely not even close to top 50 games. So don't like be super excited waiting for my top couple because they're going to be kind of like, mm, whatever. I just played them a lot because <laughs> they're short. Uh, or people in my life really liked them. My number uh, eight would be Cascadia, which is a new game from this year, and I really do like that game. I've taught it to quite a few people. Um, it always goes over pretty well. My wife might not love it. She doesn't love it as much as I do. I wouldn't say I love it, but I really like it. It will be on my top ten for this year, no doubt about it. And uh, my number eight or seven would be uh, Gugong. So interesting that Gugong is my number seven, and I probably will mention it as we talk about Bitoku later on. And it's because I soloed Gugong quite a bit. It's I'm just now realizing this. This actually Cascadia would have been on my list, but it just knocks it off because it takes two random ones, I guess. Maybe the ones that I played earlier mm. on. I'm not sure, but you can remove them from that, by the way. You can click on the tile and remove it. Okay. I probably so. could have done that. So like for me, Cascadia, welcome to strike sleeping gods and the Godfather Corleone's empire are also games that I played that many times. Okay. Sleeping Gods, because I played that many sessions, I mean, when you play the full campaign, it's a, I can't remember how long it took, maybe 12 hours or something like you that. You probably played so, more hours of that game than just about anything, huh? That's probably right, yeah. You're just talking about straight up time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did t- play that one a lot. All right, um, so let me go back up here. So then the next one's up, Lost Ruins of Arnak, and then Harry Potter Strike Dice Game. So Strike and Harry Potter Strike are ones that I, I guess combined would probably be maybe one or two on my list, I'm guessing. And that was seven and six for you? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to try to jump ahead of you here because I only did one the first time. My number six would be Bonfire. I was actually surprised that I played it that huh, many times, okay. but I guess when we, was that, did we review that this year? No, that was last year. So, wow, game, I don't I think interesting. I don't I don't remember playing it that much. I think I must have played it. I don't even own it. You own this one. The only time I've ever played this is when I borrowed your copy. I guess maybe that's why I've played it. Like back in the day, I borrowed your copy and I was like, well, I better play it because I got to give it back. I played three times this past year of Bonfire. Mm, OK, uh, then then uh, my number five would be one of my favorite games. Uh uh, Grand Austria Hotel, sorry. <laughs> That's a great game. I just play that a lot because it's a fantastic game. I'll go ahead and jump to, if you've never played that game and you like dice drafting at all, it's a Simone Luciani game. You have to play that. My number four, I'll say that so we can get back on track. Uh, surprised me, uh, but it's a short game, The Whatnot Cabinet. I played that game quite a bit this year. So there you go. A Dean, a, Dean, a game that Dean does not like that much. That is probably my, maybe, Steve Finn, my favorite Steve Finn game. I wouldn't say this town. game. I wouldn't say that that game was like anywhere like r- remotely high on like lists that I have. But it's just a short. I can play. It's because I can play the game. It can be over in ten minutes, and it's one of those games that you're like, all right, we got to run that back. That's why. 
and you have to because you're like, dang it, I've lost, but I could have won. Let me play it again. And you probably do that two or three times and you sit down. And so if you've played it three or four, five settings, you play it 10, 15 times. That's why it's so high. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So my number five then is uh, Praga Kaput Regni, which I know wow. why this I'm, is so high. I, I'm I jelly. Yucatan is yeah. m- most of those. I play it a ton on there. It's not all of them for sure. I've been, several of them are on face to face, but I've been playing that a lot. I've got, I think two I or three games that. going on right now. It's fantastic. I love that game. It did not make my top 50 and I've thought about it more since I did that list. And I think probably it's going to make that list at some point. I should have bought that for Christmas. You did your number four already, right? I did. Yep. Okay, so then I don't have to talk much about this one. It's uh, Micro Macro Crime City. There you oh, go. There you go. We've talked about because that a lot. Because we just, I counted each scenario as one place. So, all right, I'm gonna just do my top three to finish it off real quick. Renature is uh, my number three. Played that one, uh, Kiesling Cromer game quite a bit. The Domino game, and you know, you've heard me talk about it. I like it a lot. <clears throat> I prefer it at two or three players, and I do at four. I've played it at four the last couple of times, and it is. I just didn't like it as much. Uh, you don't, don't have as many tiles or things to place out and stuff. So it just was not quite as exciting for me. The number two is Ascension. Uh, we just talked about shards or I talked earlier about shards of infinity. Uh, Ascension has been a hit to anyone that I've introduced this to my son. My oldest son just loves it. It's one of his favorite board games. I went on vacation this last year and the family that I went with loved Ascension and we just played it, played it, played it, played it, played it. Uh, so I think in just a few settings, like we've a few, I don't know. I mean, I've probably played it 10 days time, but like in those times we were playing it three, four times, you know, a, a piece. So that went way up. And then my number one is skull. Uh, this game can be played oh, in wow. potentially. Okay. T- yeah. I know I'm, 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 this is the thing about like, do I love skull? No. Do I like it? Yeah, it's cool. It's a bluffing kind of game. You can play uh, with, it's basically looks like coasters and you're just trying to flip over like tiles, try to think of what your opponents have played and you're trying to sabotage them. They're trying to sabotage you. But I want to tell you this, like for just like some, if you like bluffing games or if people like bluffing games that aren't gamers, they love this game, Dean. That's why I've played it so many times, like Seth and Justin and Corral and like all these guys that I've taught this game to that like, like this whole bluffing thing that I can teach the game in two seconds. They ask to play it all the dang time to where I'm now I'm almost sick of it. Like I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. It's my number one. Cause I've played it so many times, but they just love it and it's cool. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I played that several times too. Not enough to make this list, but yeah. It's, uh, so did you top, like that one? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And it's an, like you said, it's a good one to introduce to, to new players that, but that some people to- don't like it. If they don't like that kind of bluffing, like, uh, style like I, I just know they just uh, I don't like this at all and I, it's been fun it was funny because like Seth who just is in love with it took this and uh, the mind to his family who doesn't play board games at all and they did not like Skull he's oh, like no. they weren't they weren't he's like they weren't having fun with it they were too scared they were just you know what I mean and he was just like it, it, he was so disappointed because of how much he liked it so I think it's definitely those are one that ha- one of those has to be tailored towards your style or you're not going to like that game yeah absolutely Okay, so, oh man, Uh-oh. I'm losing Uh-oh. it. Uh oh. All right, there we go. Top three. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Seven Seven Wonders Architects, which is one I just got. Wow. You played that <clears> towards the end of the year. Then. You know what I think, John? I, I think, think it's I'll play it. Than... I think I'll play it a hundred times this year. I'm I'm thinking. Oh my gosh! Probably. Like, you, at, do you like it better than year, Seven Wonders? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't like it better than Duel either. It's super light, but it is 
it's been a pretty big hit with family members. Like uh, my brother and sister-in-law, they have not bought it yet, but they're going to only because uh, it was more expensive when they were first looking at it. But they, they're like, yeah, we're for sure going to buy this one. And it's now on BGA. And I last night, I played three games in like 10, 15 minutes or something like that. I mean, it was so I'll play it a lot on BGA. and But in person, I've played it. Uh, I think all the ones that I have recorded on here are in person. Okay. Uh, Imperial Settlers, Empires of the North. Oh, yeah. Well, that's one of your favorites of all time. So, yep, one of my favorites. That makes sense. And they just announced that they're doing a solo campaign of this, similar to uh, the Imperial Settlers one that I did a review for this last year. So, I'll be definitely getting that to the table at some point. I don't even know if it comes out this year or when it comes out. But, and then the last one is the crew. I have introduced this to a lot of people. This was actually probably my top of last year too, if I had to guess. And that is because I, I really do love the crew every time I play it. I don't know if it's, it wasn't a top 50 game, but I could see it being on that list just because I really, I enjoy it and I play it all the time. So there we yeah, go. I could have, I'm actually, I'm kind of surprised the crew, you know, the it depends on what you call a game. If you call it a mission, a game, I've played the crew more than anything else probably this year. And that's what I did, and I don't know if that's the best way no, to do it. But it, it is a game, though, of it, and I didn't. I think that I played the crew a bunch of times that I didn't record anything. I know that's the case. So, Paul, you could throw that list that I just set out the window and put the crew at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Probably yeah. the same for me too. And I, there is an online version of this too. Uh, none of these on this year's list were that. Last year we did. You and I played it. I don't know, like twenty games of it at one time. Uh, with Steven online yeah. last year. Do you remember that? So Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. So yeah, that would be my number one then too. So just erase all the other stuff I said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about, we're going to do two, not full on reviews, but, but two, like maybe a little more lengthy conversations of Dinosaur World and of Batoku. We're going to start off with Dinosaur World. You ready? I'm ready, man. Do you want to kind of, we're going to, Dean's going to get even better at telling a short descriptions of how the game's played. <laughs> so Dinosaur World is a game where you are building up your dinosaur park. There we go. There Similar is. to, you might've heard of Dinosaur Island, one of our first reviews that we ever did. All right. That's true. It Maybe is the second that, or third one that we did. I don't remember, but do, I don't know if we did dinosaur. Do we do dinosaur Island on the podcast or was that just the video? It may have just been a video. I don't know if we talked about it on here or not. Okay. I don't remember. Anyways. So this game is kind of similar in that you have these several different phases. First phase, all you're going to be doing is getting your workers. And so basically you draw a card and it has these different uh, workers on there that do different things and you draft a card and then you take those workers Second thing you're going to do is take your public actions. That's where you're going to be building your tiles, your park. You're going to be taking DNA dice and all that sort of thing. Then you're going to be taking your private actions, which is where you are going to be um, building, building. You're making dinosaurs. You're going to be taking money. You're going to be building up your Jeep. You're going to be building up your park, basically. Then you take your Jeeple tour, which is the biggest difference in this game. That's where you're going to be taking your, your Jeep around to those different tiles that you have been building up and taking the actions on those tiles. And that's how you're going to get excitement in your park. That's how you're going to get victory points in your park and a lot of cool different actions that you can take there. And then you're going to clean up and then start all over again. You're going to play through six rounds of that, I believe it is. I'm not looking at it right now. Uh, five rounds, I think. Anyway, 
you're gonna play through those rounds and then you will be done. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game is going to be the winner and have built the coolest dinosaur park. Nailed it. There you go. That was about 10 seconds. That wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad at all. All right. So we're going to do art and components on this just real quick. Yeah. Yeah. We're, now we did play the the Kickstarter version mm-hmm. of this. This was excluding all the expansion stuff, but we did have the metal coins, which honestly I think is the biggest difference. I don't know about the dinosaurs, what they look like in the main version. I should have looked that up because the rule book I'm looking I have, at pictures right now. So I'm having, I've seen them all look the same thus far. Okay, so I don't I don't know. That still might not mean much. It still might just be the Kickstarter stuff. That's true. I think the biggest thing is the the coins, which the cardboard coins in the game are not good. They're just not. I but mean, the fine. metal coins are pretty fantastic. I From like the them. Euro guy, it's fine. Who cares? <laughs> they're just <laughs> they're just coins. That's that's true. But I, I really like the components. The it I, I will say this because there's so many components, this is a huge table hog. I mean like gigantic. You have three main boards where you're taking tiles from and those can take up a lot of space but you also have your own like player board plus your park that you're building out and if you're playing this with the you know with with several players and not just playing a two-player game then you're going to be you need a lot of table space for this game for sure a ton hey in the middle of that one of my earbuds went out i charged the other one i put the other one in dean how about that so if you heard a little bit of Dean talking in the background from my computer, that's what it was for a few seconds there. I think it's fine. I think it's good. Yeah, it sounds I good. I just need to let everybody know that. No, this thing hogs the whole freaking table. I mean, there's no doubt about it. If you have a small table, uh, no bueno on purchasing this one, right? It's huge. Yeah, huge. yeah. there's no way around that. Even I mean, if you're playing it, even if you're soloing this game, I think that's going to be the case, right? For sure. I mean, Dean and, Dean and I played two players and it was one of the biggest games to fit on camera. Could you imagine four players? And it, not, we, I mean, not on our the table we were using no, for sure. But even, even my gaming table, I think four players would have been a, a bit of a stretch. Yeah. It would have taken up the whole space. Besides that, I think everything's great. The recessed boards, the art's really good in this game. It's just like I've enjoyed the art that they've had on all their games and all the dinosaur, you know. Chunky dice. This that. one is, it, it is less bright than the other. It's still pretty bright, but it's not, it's it's a little more muted than the other one, which which I think is fine. I I, I, sure. I think I like the art better on this one overall. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're all good. They're all solid. So let's, uh, let's just talk about, is this game good? Because, hey, I'm going to tell you something, Dean. This game has a lot of controversy surrounded. I love it. I'm thinking, what do you think, guys, do you want, I thought about this. I want to hear from you on the podcast. If we should do, if I should do a, cause Dean probably wouldn't want to a segment called like respond to the cr- critics. So like, and not, not a mean one, not a mean thing, but like go find games partic- that have polarizing comments and then just kind of go through and read some of them and give my response. And my response might be, I totally agree with them. They're right. <laughs> I say think? go for it. I say you just go for it. I might. I mean, like it. I thought about even doing some videos on that, just pulling up, you know, like their comment, blocking off their name, blacking out their name, whatever, so no one sees who they are. But just saying, this is what so and so said. Because I actually have a fun time going through and looking at, you know, some of these. Um, and and this is it, this one is very polarizing. And I think it's I think it stems Dean in the fact that people are very passionate about Dinosaur Island, right? There are people that just love that in Dulasaur sure. Island, and so. There's uh, there's a lot of folks out there that think that this game is a little more convoluted. I think they have too much going on. Um, 
I don't, you know, I'm sorry, I'm reading through some of these right now so that I can see. Um, like they think that the weight is that much higher? I wouldn't say they think, they think that it's just, it's, yeah, that it's more fiddly. Like there's more to have to deal with, uh, a lot more to set up. And the rules are just like, uh, just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more fiddly, I would say. Not that the weight is that much higher. Hmm. Well, how how would you respond to to some of those statements? That that's not my experience at all. I would say so. The biggest difference in this game is that Jeeple tour, where you where yeah. you're not just taking whatever actions you want. You have to potentially save some meeples to be able to take some of those actions. Some of the actions will require you to have a specific color meeple to to take it. Uh, you know, if you're visiting the dinosaur paddocks, you don't have to have that. You can just go visit it and and take the actions. The fiddly part comes not just in that Jeeple tour, but in the excitement token. So as you mm-hmm. visit those different, the dinosaur paddocks, as you visit the different locations, your excitement level is going to go down, which means that you'll be getting less excitement and potentially less uh, coins from, you know, from that, which, you know, thematically people want new stuff. Like if you're building up a theme park, you got to constantly be building new things, you know, more exciting dinosaurs or more dinosaurs or whatever. People want new, and I think that's cool. And initially, when I was reading the rule book, I was like, I'm going to hate that part. Yeah. I think it, I think it's going to be too fiddly. But in practicality, when I was actually sitting down and playing it, I didn't think it was very fiddly. And in fact, I, I thought it was really cool, much cooler than I thought it was initially going to be. I agree. I understand why people say it's fiddly, right? I'm not going to sit there and argue with them that, that it's – but I didn't have any problem with it whatsoever whatsoever. And I agree with you. I wasn't sure if I would like that part, but that was easily one of my favorite parts of the game. Um, it will. I'll do a segue or a promo for our next. We had a couple of patrons request that we do corrosion uh, next next episode. In the idea of not being able to use the same thing constantly, 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 but it erodes over time, is a really cool concept. And I thought it was brilliant in this because you can't just keep going back if you want to get the uh, excitement level up. Keep going back to the same one over and over. You've got to build out more. And yeah. Do you have to put the little tokens on there? Yes. Yeah. Do you have to roll for the danger? You know, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. They had a really good play rate, right? In my opinion, like we, yeah. we had to use it. There's no doubt. We had to use sure. it because yeah. there's things that you can forget or forget the order primarily. I don't think um, of how to do things, but to me for the fiddliness, it gave me that much more excitement and enjoyment of the game itself. I like because it. of the fiddliness because of what it accomplished. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I think the theme, the thematic piece of that outweighs the, the fiddliness of that. And it, and it is the first time you play, especially like the first round. Now I learned how to play this. Like, I think I soloed this first just so I knew how to play it. And then I introduced mm-hmm. it to John. Yeah. I think I had pretty much worked out all the kinks at that point. It, it might take a little bit to work out those kinks for sure. Sure. But once you get to that point where you understand it, it's not really that difficult. There's Maybe a difference that between helps me that you had worked that out ahead of time. It could very well be the case. And like you have you have a difference in paddocks and the action spots that you're going to take. And there is some fiddliness in that as well. But I think, again, once you understand like thematically how that plays out, I didn't think it was a problem at all. I just it, it enhanced it for me in a way that I didn't think was going to be the case when I was reading through the rules. There you go. Yeah, I agree with you too, which you made earlier, the comment you made earlier about the Jeeple. I thought that was really neat. I really like how whenever you start off the round, it, you're going to have a Paladins of the West Kingdom feel where you're picking a card that's going to have all these different color 
meeples, right? That are going to do special power. Some will make things cheaper and vice and different and more powerful and different things like that. But you're doing like three different parts of a round. And maybe people don't like that. Maybe people get frustrated, but, but dinosaur Island has multiple parts to the round too, but you have to, you have to kind of determine ahead of time how you're going to use them all because you need them for the most part to, for every part of the round. So if I spend a lot of them in the first part of the round, maybe I can't do much on the second part, or maybe I can do almost nothing on the Jeeple tour. And I constantly found myself screwing myself, like getting messed up, right? Because I'm like, dang it. I forgot to save that meeple for this. I spent them in the second part of the round and I forgot that I needed to hold them over for the Jeeple tour. You did that too, right? I think both of us experienced that a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I liked that. I mean, I liked, I thought that was really smart and really fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I give my final thoughts on it, kind of. I mean, I know. Yeah, we're... yeah, yeah. I think so. And we, we've got our video release for this one too, so you can definitely see more of our like in depth, yeah. in depth thoughts about it. But, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, better than I thought for sure. Uh, I think I gave Dinos- Dinosaur Island, Dinosaur. I don't know what I was about to say. Uh, an eight out of ten. That was three years ago. Um, I don't. It's not as high for me nowadays. Probably more like a seven, but I still like it. Like I still like Dinosaur Island, but it's been a while since I have played it. Um, I, I'm gonna say this is a little better than Dinosaur Island, and I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten. And I could, I could see it even being higher than that. Like it's, it's totally surprised me. I really expected to play it. I read some of the reviews. I don't know what it was about it. I really expected to play it and go. Uh, that was kind of boring. Um, the big con for me is the size of the dang thing. It's huge. Uh, but besides that, like, I think it's a solid game. Those fun decisions through over the course of the round doesn't blow, blow anything out. doesn't blow me out of the water, but solid, um, seven and a half out of 10. I'm, I'm gonna go there. Yeah. So some of the things I, I like this one better. Some of the, th- the reasons why one is the, the DNA storage piece in dinosaur world. You don't have to upgrade your storage in order to get more DNA. So it opens up the game a little bit more. And I like that. I like the, um, uh, I, I like the objective cards. In, so in the original, that's the timer for the game. Once those object, objectives were reached, that will trigger the end of the game. And this one, you're playing through a set number of rounds. I prefer that. I prefer the Jeeple Tour piece to this one. All of those things I like. Now, the thing that I didn't like as much, and you could easily, if you wanted to, change this in an expansion uh, two things. One is the dice were more interesting in Dinosaur Island. And that could be, I'm thinking of like expansion stuff, but in Dinosaur Island, there's dice that aren't just DNA, but there's more things to it. Now the yep. expansion stuff does add that. And so I'll say that, but when you're looking at just the base game, I kind of wish that you had more interesting dice. The other thing is the, uh, uh, what do you call those? The private actions. There we go. The private actions in dinosaur world are all set actions that everyone's going to have in dinosaur island you can actually change those different spots so you can like upgrade those worker replacement spots you can change those worker placement spots add new ones i like that in the old version better but maybe that would have added too much for this version maybe that was purposefully left out but again that's something that could be added through an expansion if you wanted to go that route Really enjoyed this one. This is a a top one for the year for me, I believe. Going back, I would say this is probably going to make my list. This was an eight and a half out of 10 for me. Quite enjoyed this one. I'm going to get a lot more plays out of it. There you go. Boom. Dinosaur World. Now let's talk about Batoku.
All right, Dean, you ready? You ready to talk about some Botoku? Okay, so I guess I need to pull up a picture because, hey, when you look at this board, Dean, I'm not going to lie, there's a lot going on. What do you think? It's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. It's a, it's a lot, a lot. So, all right, in this game, some people have compared like the sections of this game to Gugong or maybe Trajan, where you have different sections of the board and there's different things going on. But ultimately, what you're going to be doing is you're going to have some cards to play. And on the cards, you're going to have uh, your Botoku. And as you play a card, you're going to just do what it says. Like maybe you'll gain a stone, maybe you'll gain a wood, or maybe a choice between the two. And then whenever you play the card, you have three slots on your player board. You're going to then unlock a die, which will be used for dice worker placement. So you couldn't use that die ahead of playing the card unless like you get rid of permanently out of the game, one of your pilgrims that are awake. So, um, so that's kind of an interesting part, interesting mechanic to the game, but really what you're doing, because we're trying to make this short and sweet, you can go and you can travel down a travel track where you're going to be gaining bonuses and points for how far you travel on the travel track. You can build buildings that are going to give you bonuses whenever you place your dice out onto the board you're going to have like um uh, power action that you get based on the level of dice but underneath it there are four building slots and you can be able to pick one of those buildings so as the game builds out kind of like lords of Waterdeep, like we talked about exactly actually like lords of Waterdeep in the sense of you build a building and when other people use your building you get bonuses on that so that's cool and then you also have like parts of the board where you're doing this little tug of war back and forth thing going on but there's a point salads galore um there's other pieces to it but i'm just gonna say you're doing all these kind of things dean and i are going to talk about all that as we just talk about the gameplay what do you think about i mentioned the busyness of the board dean the art and components of the game yeah, I think overall it's it's really beautiful. Those little uh, pilgrim tokens, I think, mm-hmm. are cool. They, you know, they they kind of have that like root feel. That like yeah, playful. yeah. You flip them over, their eyes closed. You flip them on the other side, their eyes are open. It's kind of cool. Screen printed, you know, all all of those things. The custom meeples. Now the the giant meeples that they have that are at the top of the board that kind of mark the yeah, you know whatever those are unnecessary but they yep. look cool I guess. <laughs> they look awesome but it's completely unnecessary to mark like i mean the one to mark what what round you're in or see you know but the seasonal one it's like some of those games where like you can mark, there's four parts of the season but like only one part really like the rest is so easy it's just a cleanup or see who's first player kind of thing you're like man yeah it's like when you play feast road and you're like oh my gosh there's like eight or nine things to do and most of them are just super simple but the overall feel of the board, like, I, I think it's going to turn some people off. I might be wrong. I agree. Because I, I, agree. I do think it's beautiful. I mean, when you're looking at it, it's really beautiful, really colorful. But for me, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I don't know, man. That's going to be that's going to be too much, I think. It, it just looks overwhelming. And I didn't love that. I, I agree with that. Like, I, I think it is gorgeous. I think this is some of the best art that I've seen on a game this year. In fact, I would probably, if I'm not just talking about aesthetically what does it look like you know uh, on the table and functionally if i'm not talking about all that i'm just saying look at the card art you know what i mean dean like the the yokai the uh, Botoku, the, the the characters they're so clever so cool so beautiful i love it but i do agree that it is busy um and i could see how that could be really overwhelming to a new player especially as you're trying to learn how to how to play the game overall it's the crazy thing is is it's not as complicated as it looks. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. it's not at all. 
it's a six point, I mean, a 3.68 on BGG. So it's definitely not a lightweight game. It's definitely a medium to medium heavy game. But I think the look of it can scare people and go, wow, this is like a four. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be super heavy and it's not that heavy. Uh, but let's just gameplay it, right? What do you, what do yeah. you like? What do you like? What do you not like about this? This is a Devere game, by the way, and everything Devere has been putting out so far, Dean and I have been pretty big fans of. I was so stoked for this. Was I not, Dean? Yeah, you I were. wanted to go this to PAX your... U just because I wanted to get this game. <laughs> this was on, was this on your list? Your yeah, it was like number yeah. two or three, or I, I think so. of my most anticipated games of the year. So yeah, I think it was number three. It was number three. Gollum and uh, Messina were my number one and two, but th- I could have interchanged or exchanged just about any of these. And this was not on my list because of the way it looked. Honestly, if I was yeah. going off just Devere, like, oh, Devere has a new game that's that's a you know a thinkier game. Normally, I would say, okay, that's going to be on my list because I'll I'll probably like it. This one just was. It, it, I did not have those feels going into it. But yeah. here are some things I liked about it. I like the now. Okay, these are basically my initial thoughts on it. I, it's going to be hard for me to give a score on this because I haven't played it enough yet. I yeah, that'll be our caveat here is that I've played it multiple times. Dean's only played it once. Is that just right? Just the Dean? once. Yeah, okay. just the once. But we still uh-huh. really just wanted to talk about it because, yeah. I mean, you're going to hear, this is this is just, this is my style of game. I'll tell you whether I like it or not, but you're, I've played it plenty of times to give you my score on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the card play in this. I think that part is really interesting that you don't, you have some, some interesting decisions of not just what cards to play, but also the timing because timing becomes very important. And when you want to cross over the river, I need to get to those spots before John does. Otherwise he's going to be able to jump over there faster than I do. So timing becomes super, super important. Yeah. Let me say what Dean is referencing. I I didn't mention in the uh, overview is that there's a certain worker placement spots that don't open until you've already placed a die and then you can slide it over across the river. So, but if Dean takes that spot, then now I'm, messed over so timing yeah. is huge in this game yeah and, and so many areas not just that but also like if i really want a, which i guess this kind of goes along with crossing over the river but if i really want a card that you know is going to build up my path i need to do that before john you know gets over there but also like the timing of when to to move your traveler up the road and the timing of when to you know, when to play your card versus when you're going to play your die. All of those things become very important throughout the game. And I, I like that. That's right. And it has the same feel of, uh, I'll say, Lost Dreams of Arnak in the sense of you have some deck building in the game, but it's not huge, right? I wouldn't call it a deck building game. It's just the deck building aspect. You know, you will play three cards every round. So there you go. So your hand's going to, as you increase, you're going to increase some things, but you, you may not get more than you know, three or four new cards. I mean, you could get more there's if you want to, but it's not one you're just going to be constantly grabbing totally new cards and your deck's going to look wildly different at the end of the game. Almost like a Rococo kind of thing, I guess. There you go. Oh, and then he also mentions there's a, there's a, there's two cards. There's a card with different things that'll build your deck, but also a path that you can kind of grow. There's something very satisfying about building your own path and walking down it. Isn't there? Uh I know it's, it's simple, but it just feels really satisfying. There's a set collection type thing where if you have different um, symbols on your paths, you're going to score, you know, up to 20 something points, I think for seven different cards. And Dean did that in our game and really helped him to take me down. Yeah, that was the biggest, I would say the biggest difference in that game. And those, 
I forget what they're called, but there are ways to score points by getting these like objective tokens that you take. This is cool. I think this is really unique too, but not only do you get points from that, but you get more points as you, if you can put pilgrims down there next to those objectives, Mm -hmm. it's going to multiply those, um, the scores that you're going to get based on how many pilgrims you have down there. And I think that's a really interesting and unique piece because it's again, that's a timing thing, but it's also a, it gives you something to work towards, not just like, I want to do this objective and this objective, but like, I really want to do this objective because yeah, I'm going to have really more pilgrims. Up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like that. it may say that you get a, a point per one type of a symbol on one of your cards. And if you have, but you have to have a pilgrim next to it, it's worth nothing. If you have two pilgrims worth, it's worth two points per card. And you can get up to three, I think on, on some of the spots, not all the spots. So, I mean, you could do three times, you know, a sim- certain symbol and have four or five of those cards and score really large amount of points at the end of the game for those uh they may have limits on some of those no i don't think it is on those but there's also the piece to the game dean that i think is really cool that as you're building your deck you can um, each round you can actually get rid of your card and if you get rid of a card you're going to score points it could just be as simple as three points but could also be as uh i think you can score up to 12 on a lot of the cards by having certain things at certain times right so this game has and you're a- gonna have to do that at some point otherwise Absolutely. you're gonna lose out on those points yep. but you don't want to do it too early because you you might want to use that card a lot that's right the, the card could, that's that's so a beautiful part like you get because there's four rounds so you're in the third round you're ending the third round going man this is 12 points i'm missing if i'm gonna try to play this next round right and yeah. you might not even draw it depending on how many cards are in your decks so you're like yes i guess i gotta get rid of this even though i really want this card and i really like to play it but hey mm-hmm. but the thing is is you also can only get rid of cards that you've played and so like you have to make sure that you've played that card that round or you could get hosed too there's a lot of forward thinking in this game yeah like to make yep. sure that you get that thing so that's that's cool then you have like the building section again i love i love that i really like that section like lords of water deep you put in the buildings out you're getting bonuses for other people going to it then you go down a little bit more and there's this just tug of war in five different spots in the board i mean you're just going up there the uh oh, what are they called dang it I can't remember what they're called track anyways, <laughs> but, but you're just going up this track and whoever has your furthest along in five different areas, guess what? You score more points. So you're just kind of going back and forth. You're batting that. And then on below that, there's a section where you're going to be like taking these, uh, uh one look like fireflies and one's like a flame, I think. And you get the, whatever bonus, whenever you get this one tile, uh, the flame, I think, gosh, I hope that's right. Um, you get the bonus immediately. The firefly doesn't get the bonus until you connect the two. And isn't that satisfying? Yeah. When you're like, ah, like there's so many just satisfying moments in this game. And then there's yeah. a crystal part where you can kind of build an engine. So I'm ready for my final thoughts. You want to talk any more? No, 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 no. I, and I, I think I'm ready for, for mine as well. Now, and I don't mind going first, John, since I've, I don't really have as many like full okay. on final thoughts. But, you know, last year, a game that really surprised me was Twanton Suyu. And that's because <laughs> it, it felt like a Feld without being a Feld. And this one has some of those same feels for me in that the the actions that you take in this game are fairly simple, right? You're, you're only going to, you know, take potentially six actions per round. Um, 
but you end up usually taking more than that because you're going to move your dice across the river and different things that are going to happen. But this feels very point salady. Like anything that you do is going to give you points. And it seems like, again, this is my more initial thoughts. It seems like lots of those are, are good routes to take, like mm. getting points from those buildings. Like you just mentioned that that's a good thing to do. Getting points from the path is a good thing to do. The set collection from that and from moving your traveler and getting points from your objectives. All of those things seem like, viable Viable. options and and you you're just getting points all over the place and i really enjoy it this is this was quite the surprise for me and i think this would you know it's going to be up there for a game of the year i would imagine um yeah i don't know if i loved it as much as john at least not yet but i i really like this one a lot you're trying to spit you're spilling the beans for me you like it you're spilling the beans all right so um this game is everything i dreamed that it would be how about that? Why don't you marry this game? I'm telling you. I'm, here's the thing. <laughs> it's weird because, you know, the, one of the things I didn't love about Arnak was the way that the cars were because I wanted to see more deck building. The reason that it doesn't matter in this game is because there's so many things going on. You understand what I mean, Dean? Like, sure. Yeah. It's, there's, there's so, like, he was just, there's so many ways to score points, but it, I don't feel overwhelmed in the game. I just don't. I mean, may, I, I can understand people feeling, I don't feel overwhelmed. Um, you know, it's got a little deck building. Dean, it's got a little tug of war. Dean, it's got a little engine building. Oh, cool. It's got this. Put your building out. It basically takes, and this doesn't work a lot. Like there's a lot of times this doesn't work. Dice worker placement. Um, and by the way, we didn't mention that the dice, when you cross the river, lose some of their value. So you have to kind of keep beefing up your dice with amulets or over time, they're going to become really not powerful at all. It takes all these little things that I like in a game and it comes together and it sings a beautiful song. It's an orchestra of glory. Oh, man. Wow, you've written a, a poem about this game. Oh, Batoku, how, the art is great. I'm telling you, besides it looking busy, the art on the cards and stuff with the Batoku and the uh, yokai it's and cute. stuff, they're it's so cute. cute, so gorgeous. Um, nine out of ten, easily. We'll see where it goes from here. Right now, I haven't played Messina. haven't played Gollum. There's some other games I haven't played. Right now, this is my Boone game of Lake. the year. Was yeah, Boone one? Lake. Thank you. Yes, and I really want to play that. Right now, it would be my game of the year. I loved this game. Adore it. Batoku. It is rated right now, guys, an eight on BGG. So, you know, which is pretty darn high. It doesn't have a ton of range, 583, but not bad. Uh, I totally understand it. What if not widely available game. yet, right? Or am I wrong about that? I, I don't know, actually. I don't know. We got a review copy. I can say that, but I, that does not affect my score whatsoever. We get plenty of review copies that I give bad scores to. Um, this game, Devere is killing it. I want everything that they come out with. And this is this. I think that Matt said that this was like four years in the making and you can feel it. You can feel that the nuances of how many times it's been play tested and how much they've thought about this game and putting all these things together. This is right now would be in my probably top 50 of all time. Probably. And it could be more like I've, I've, in order to definitely be there, this could go up. I mean, I thought about giving this a nine and a half, but I'm not quite there. So extremely solid nine. I love this game. I feel pretty confident that this will get a, a Meeple Town seal. Uh, I mean, almost it, definitely it will. It will get one for sure, just depending on where I land. Where I'm, land. I'm, my guess is I'm probably going to land somewhere around that same place, John. I, yeah. I don't think I've given any nines this year on any new games. Um, the... Uh, Oh goodness, what's that game I'm thinking of? It, it, nothing that's released 
this year that's not like a second edition of something that I already yeah. knew that I like Summoner War second edition that was a nine for me but I already knew because that was a top a top tier game for me yeah. new releases this is maybe my favorite I, I really I'm with you this oh, yeah. is you know could very well be Meeple Town game of the year the kind of the the pace that we're at right now I, I could it's gonna hard it's gonna be hard for something to knock this down from that spot I would guess I would say it's almost guaranteed to be like top three of our games of the year yeah Seeing yeah, how all so the rest too. of it plays out, but it definitely has that kind of feel where we were both like, like we had when we played Tawan Suyu last year. We were both like, "Yes, this is up our alley. We just love this game." You know, it's funny though when you're, you're talking about Devere, I, Luna Capital could be a top three game for me on the year too. That was one that's been, I mean, just a, a excellent game for me. I've yeah, loved they did a great job with that. Yeah, that's Botoku. We both really love it. John gives it a nine. Dean gives it a question mark. So why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us today and spending a decent amount of time. Actually, it wasn't so bad. This is actually less time than we've done several other ones. If you are enjoying what we do, we would love for you to rate it. We haven't had a rating in a long time on at least iTunes. So maybe we should check out some of these other, Dean, uh, other Spotify and stuff and see if there's other ratings on it. We should do that. But on oh, iTunes, we haven't had one in a while. Uh, rate us. Go give us a rating and write a little something and we'll read it on the air for sure. Um, we're at Meeple Town Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we're Board Game Geek Guild 347. If you want to support what we're doing, I forgot to mention we are uh, MeepleTown.patreon.com slash MeepleTown. There you go. Thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. Dean, did I like. I usually end it with board games thirty guild. Whoa, board games, board game geek guild thirty four oh seven. I threw you off there, didn't I? You did. I didn't know what to do. I just jumped in there. You just it's it was it almost sounded sad. You're like, mm, eh, thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. Thanks for screwing <laughs> it up, John. Man, that's pretty bad. Did you did you have a good gaming Christmas? I did. Yeah, I did. I had a lot, a ton of games that we did not talk about that I could have talked about, but we'll get to those. How many games do you think you played over this Christmas break? Different games? Yeah, like your wife's Christmas break. And uh, I don't know, maybe like 15 or something like that. You play one every day almost? It was a lot, probably so. Yeah, yeah that's I, about I'm, where I'm, I'm guessing. I'm probably about the same way. <laughs>